When there's fantasy football news that needs to be discussed, or you got questions about your own team, come to Finkel and Einhorn. The laces are out. Welcome to the first episode of Finkel and Einhorn. You can catch me at PickleRick182 on Twitter, and you can get Einhorn over there at FoggyMatt on Twitter. This is our first episode. What you can expect in the future from Finkel and Einhorn is a lot of fun, a lot of comedy, and a lot of fantasy football. We are fanatics. We are legitimately uh, obsessed with football. This all we think about is our leagues and what we can do to improve, what we can do to create the best league possible. Uh, we love to play, we love to answer questions, and we love to educate. Uh, we love the game. We love predicting all of it. So all of it encompassed in one. If you're about that, if you're new to fantasy football, if you want to learn more about fantasy football, tune into Finkel and Einhorn. You can ask, uh, you can ask us questions on Twitter. We will put them on the show. Uh, we're going to be very interactive, uh, as interactive as we can be. So uh, we want this show to be more about helping you more than anything. We're going to bring the news. We're going to evaluate the news. But it's more about you, the listener. What type of league do you have? Give us all the information you can about your league. Let us know what you're looking for, what you have, what you've been offered, what you're thinking about doing, um, anything, a rule you change, a rule you need to know about. We are very in tune on all this stuff, and we really would like to talk to you about it. Absolutely, absolutely. We are fanatics. So, topic. Yep. What so are we for the, doing? For the first episode of Finkel and Einhorn, uh, the draft just ended. We thought it would be very fitting for us to go ahead and um, go through the first round of the draft, see what's important, what's not. So, I got it pulled up. First pick of the NFL draft, Joe Burrow going to the Bengals. Matt is our analyst extraordinaire. What do you think, Einhorn? Uh, I absolutely love this pick. Uh, I, I really thought Cincinnati could have cashed in and made made some moves and dropped back and been okay acquiring some draft capital uh, because they need more than Joe Burrow. But, you know, I said it when the first round was complete, I felt that this was one of the best first rounds in a really long time as far as nothing really wonky happened and got what they needed. And Cincinnati really kind of continued trend all throughout the draft. Uh, a strong draft. He's going to an offensive geared team. And uh, there's some fantasy potential here because they're going to use him. They're going to throw it, and they've got weapons for him to throw it too. So I truly like this pick. Exactly. Joe Burrow, everyone I think knew this was going to happen. There were people trying to speculate otherwise. I think Matt at one time had even floated, they're going to go chase Young. Uh, but <laughs> I, I player too. I, he is. Uh, I mean, probably the best defensive player in the draft bar none. But I feel like. And they have to deal with Lamar Jackson twice. Right. Twice so, a year. Twice. So I feel like uh, this Joe Burrow pick was a foregone conclusion. Uh, they're going to have to do something with Andy Dalton. The kid needs to go ahead and get in there, take control with all the young pieces they have, which we'll cover later. This team is starting to look a lot better, a lot better. I've said this about other teams, and I'll say it in the future, uh, especially on this episode, but I'm liking the trend of where this team is going. 
It's a toss-up division for sure that yep. they're in because anybody can walk out. It's kind of right. NFC West, Francisco, Seattle, Arizona now, mm-hmm. uh, and the Rams. I mean, great pick. What way to start it? Very exciting. Exactly. So the second pick we have is Chase Young from Ohio State. He goes to the Redskins. I feel like we all knew this was going to happen as well. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's a great pick. That team is still destined to be horrible. Yeah, but they're they're going to have a really good defense. They could probably the best fantasy on their team could be their defense. Don't we'll talk, be some folks. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I feel like they're a couple pieces away from actually having some fantasy. They need a quarterback. I think they get a free agent one that's out there later. We'll talk about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I just feel like they need a lot of stuff to, to be a better team. Uh, but moving on to the third pick, let's get uh, Jeff Okuda from Ohio State to the cornerback. Matt, what do you think? Great. They just traded Slay to Philadelphia. Um, they have to fill a hole, and you know what? They use the third pick for it. Yeah. You know, I thought they could have went Simmons, but um, you know, it's a great pick. You, you know, it's whichever one for. Well, you, it's a need that they had to fill. You know, a need they had to fill. Cornerback uh, is huge in the game, especially now. It's the most important defensive position, I would say, uh, because it's a passing game. I mean, it's a passing game. I mean, you could say maybe middle linebacker, but corner is very, very, very important. So, uh, getting to that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, getting to the next pick, the fourth pick, we have Andrew Thomas, and uh, first tackle actually taken from Georgia for the Giants. What do you think of this one? I think it's a phenomenal pick, especially when you have uh, last year in the first round you spent on. Uh, Danny Dimes, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones. The year before that, you had the second overall pick, and you took Saquon Barkley. Who this went ahead is the of logical him? next step? Who went ahead um, of Saquon? Quarterback? Baker Mayfield. Oh, God. Baker Mayfield. Oh, man. It worked out both parties. Cleveland, a quarterback, and Saquon didn't end up in Cleveland. Right. So, uh, uh, no-brainer pick, I right? Think it's, yeah, it's a great pick, the offensive tackle, and I think this pick actually plays a trend later on. Because you see teams actually starting to see the trend to build behind and around key pieces. Because if you don't do that, you're way those first round, even the star potential. Oh, yeah. You know, and Saquon Barkley can't block. Right. You know, and, and, and that's the theme of this draft, I think. We're only four picks in, but as you can tell, every team basically did what they needed to do, and it went filling way- needs. It went to filling needs. No one did anything big. There was only like one or two trades. It was all need fulfillment. So getting to the, the, some more of the meat of this draft where actual fantasy lies, we get to the fifth pick with Miami taking Tua from Alabama. Matt. They, they got the guy. They got their guy. The people in Miami a year ago were saying tank for two to uh, – and when the team actually started moving pieces, people thought purposely tanking for Tua. And the weirdest thing happens because Tua gets injured and Miami starts to win. But somehow they found themselves together at pick five. I think it's a great future pick, especially with some of the things Miami did later in the draft. But from a fantasy standpoint, do not expect Tua to start year one. No. This is some Fitzpatrick's going to start even, and then next year Fitzpatrick's probably going to back up to a starting week one, you know, yeah. and the two air will go. Yeah, it's I a safety. See, yeah, I see Tua um, 
probably coming in halfway through the season and finishing it out, uh, especially if you get two games in a row of Fitzpatrick just absolutely being horrible, throwing four interceptions or something like that. I can see it happening. Uh, Tua is trying to make a case for himself in training camp. He thinks he's uh, good to go now. So that is going to be something to watch. I think we can't make any real prediction right now. We're going to have to monitor it, see where it goes. But this, uh, like Matt said, there are pieces later in this draft we'll talk about. It looks like they are setting him up to be successful. So uh, this year, maybe we'll see where it goes, but next year for sure. If you're in a dynasty, this is a year you could take him and just let him sit, even if he never plays a game. Uh, so let's go Absolutely. to the next one. And this is something else real quick. Miami was floating out that they liked Herbert. So they were trying, if you can not, uh, now in hindsight, you can tell, they were trying to get uh, Chargers to overpay to move up one, one spot so they could move back and get uh, Tua anyway. Uh, so <laughs> they were trying to screw the Chargers over. Chargers didn't fall for it. They took Tua, uh, and then the Chargers got Justin Herbert from Oregon, quarterback six. Matt, I keep calling you Matt uh, Einhorn. <laughs> ah, that's cool. Uh, Justin Herbert's just one of those things where big arm kid. He's like six six, big pocket passer kind of guy, and he's got weapons to throw to. I think. What you're going to get with him is exactly what Bucks got with Jameis Wynn. He's going to turn it over and cost you a lot of games, but it's going to be exciting. The road's going to be fun. There's going to be fantasy relevance, but I don't think I want Justin Herbert. I think the pieces around him are okay. You know, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler. It's kind of hard to feel there. The defense that they have, but I think a lot of it is he's not the quarterback that Tua or Burrow are. Right. He's a different breed. I feel like uh, the way I see this guy is kind of a Ryan Tannehill in his early age with the Dolphins. I see him as um, a guy basically comes in, uh, an Alex Smith in his first four years. He comes in and he's not as good as you would expect him to be but he's serviceable. He's like an Andy Dalton type. He's serviceable. He's going to get you a decent yards, decent uh, fantasy points as well, uh, since that's the relevancy here. Um, he's going to be okay. I mean, he's worth a, a draft. He's worth a grab in like a standard league. Getting him late as a wild card quarterback backup might not be a bad a deal. Like you said, he has tons of picks, uh, people around him that are going to be fantasy relevant. So, it depends on his accuracy. Every single rookie comes in yeah, absolutely. with how quick they get the ball out. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it's very interesting with him um, getting taken for, from the Chargers. So number seven, we go to Derek Brown, Auburn DT. They, accept, they, they go for a need. Uh, that's pretty much all I have here. It's a great pick, great player, great deed. Uh, they could have gone with Simmons with Keekley retiring, but Brown's, like you said, Great, he's going to get to learn to Gerald. Phenomenal defensive tackle. Uh, Brown needs that. Brown yeah. needs so on field coaching as well as phenomenal coaching in the offices. And that's some uh, Carolina's done really well as uh, a franchise in their history. They've developed their defensive line extremely well, the other positions too. But this is great for them and him. And they, they even said that he is very versatile, so they can use him all up and down the line. And that's something they really liked about him. Uh, so expect to see him doing that like crazy. Uh, so have, have it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, 
Um, well, basically, we're gonna, we're here for fantasy relevance, so we're going to cover some of these defensive players really fast. We're going to get when we get to the offensive players, then we'll actually go in depth with a few of them. So I'm going to actually start just rattling off a few. Uh, if that's cool. I mean, we all know that these guys are good. We can go into how good they are or not. You can look each player up, but let's just go to the offensive people because in fantasy, that's what we're drafting. Unless you're very detailed in IDP league or something like that, you're really not caring about the defensive players as much until it gets to streaming a defense. Absolutely. So uh, next eighth pick, Isaiah Simmons, Clemson, uh, OLB. Then we got Florida for the ninth pick. They take C.J. Henderson um, going to the Jaguars at cornerback. Then we have, which is a great pick for them. They lost uh, Bouye and um, who's the other guy? Amazing guy. Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. So both those guys gone. They had to address that need. Uh, number 10, Jed, uh, Jedrick Willis Jr. for Alabama. He's a tackle. So that's really good for uh, the Browns. Yeah, Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield, congratulations. Again, you're seeing the trend. Philly needs great first so far. Exactly. All these people are filling needs. Uh, you get to the Jets at 11 who take uh, Mackay. Becton from Louisville, another tackle. Big for Le'Veon Bell. Big for that uh, quarterback who was getting sacked like crazy, getting knocked down like crazy. Very good. Uh, they have no receivers, but anyway. Moving on to number 12 when a receiver actually does come up. And, oh, boy, was it not a shock to see John Gruden in the Oakland Raiders taking Henry Ruggs. Speed Henry Ruggs, the wide receiver. What do you think, Einhorn? Uh, they took their guy. They wanted this guy. Uh, they like the speed. That's uh, a staple for the Raiders franchise. And uh, the cool – I think the coolest thing him being bathrobe while he got drafted <laughs> is he's probably the wide receiver as far as the rookie class goes, as far as talent and where it landed. This is your guy in your dynasty leagues. If it's you know, a, a, you know, you only get a couple picks and you're only taking rookies, this you take. Yeah. It's the wide out you take, Henry Ruggs. They traded Amari Cooper. They have Josh Jacobs. They have Derek Carr who playing it. They have Darren Waller. This is their one numero uno right here, yeah. and it's yeah. a great pick yeah, for another, everyone involved. Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect fit. Uh, the other person you didn't mention is Tyrell Williams, man. This guy, I don't know. I think Tyrell will keep the one. This guy's going to go to two. But he will, within six games of the season, probably take over the one as far as fantasy goes. Uh, on the team, might be two still. But he is going to be the fantasy guy you want over Tyrell Williams. Uh, he was very hyped last year. He started the year out getting quite a few touchdowns. That's probably going to go to rugs now. Um, this is a young, young team that looks promising as well. Uh, everybody was doubting. You know, Chucky coming in whenever he was making these crazy moves. I still think they were crazy. I agree with that. But uh, this is a great pick, a great fit. I wanted Rugs for the Niners. It didn't happen. A lot of people saw other receivers going higher than Rugs, but it w it went down to them wanting that dude. Uh, going to the next pick, we have Tristan Wirfs for Tampa Bay. They traded up. Tampa Bay trades up. Brady gets a tackle. That was huge. They needed that. They needed that. And uh, we'll cover the other news of Gronkowski later joining the team. That technically was another tackle added to their team as well. So, uh, feeling going, needs. Ex feeling needs. 
exactly the theme of this draft. This, this draft is so first round makes entire sense. Uh, going to the next pick was another trade up. The Niners, they had traded actually. Um, yeah, so they, they swapped with Tampa Bay. They went back. Exactly. They trade up. They get Javon uh, Kinlaw from South Carolina. He's a defensive tackle, filling another need. They needed big time in defense. Uh, the next pick is actually the 15th pick, Jerry Judy, going to the Broncos wide receiver. This is scary for a lot of people. Cortland Sutton owners, you're going to be scared. Um, I mean, it's good for lock owners because he could be, uh, you know, have some relevancy this year in fantasy, maybe as a pickup more than likely. But, man, it this team to me is like a question mark, Einhorn, and I'm just wondering – like which way do, do they do they go? Do they go down? Do they go up? And with the addition of all these offensive weapons, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. All right. You wanna know what I'm seeing, especially how the draft played out. You know, we're obviously recording after the draft, so we know what happens. Right, right. But um I I see Denver as the perfect landing spot for Aaron Rodgers next season. I agree. I agree. I feel like Elway is going to just keep this repeat of taking, the Manning. Keep, keep this trend of taking old people in their late prime going out of into you know retirement and just saying let's finish this together. <laughs> so uh, what I say for Jerry Judy is, you know, in your dynasty leagues, you're going to make this guy early. What separates Rugs above him, I feel, is the fact that Rugs is going to have consistent impact right away jerry judy's deal with drew Locke for a year and we have what's gonna happen when it has so many options to portland sutton jerry judy monster in the backfield with Lynn gordon philip Lindsay, and they have no and they receiver later on in the draft mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's weapons there but i don't think drew Locke's the quarterback past this season especially if uh you know aaron Rodgers is available yeah, and I mean, uh, we'll talk about it later with uh, quarterbacks that are still available. Maybe this is a team that could go out and get a free agent. It could be possible, but based on what we're hearing from L.A., no. it does not look like it's going to happen. He is They're going to give in. lock the year. He is dug in on some lock. So we'll see. I mean, things can change real quickly, as we have seen in the NFL. So the 16th pick uh, were the Falcons. They took A.J. Terrell, another cornerback, that another need getting filled. Then we have at 17, the Cowboys come in and shock the world taking cd lamb with the wide receiver making michael gallup owners just clinch real deep and go oh i thought i had a wild card and who knows now <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, uh cd lamb's phenomenal i don't know how dallas ended up getting maybe one of the most gifted wide receivers in the draft some could say he's the best wide receiver Right. In the draft. But Dallas ended up, and this actually helps them out because it entices Dak back, and maybe you can find somebody to take Michael Gallup. He should be coming up on a contract year. You can trade there. I don't know how you free up money because you're Mari Cooper, you're paying Ezekiel Elliott, and you've got to pay Dak. So there's going to be some decisions made down the line, especially when it comes time for CeeDee Lamb contract. And this is one of those where I think you want a lot of Dak Prescott. I think a lot of CeeDee Lamb. Oh, you know, yeah. but I feel like the choice isn't between 
Lamb and Judy for dynasty owners and fantasy owners. I think it's Rugs, and then the choice lies between Judy or Lamb. Yeah, Judy and Lamb are in the same position. They're both number three, uh, or they're both um, coming into it. Well, I mean, you don't know There's what a lot of people are going to get in the kitchen. Exactly. You don't know who's going to get the ball, especially Melvin Gordon going to the Broncos. So it's a lot of where the touch is going to come. Is it going to be more like a Debo Samuel or is it going to be more like a um, Marquise Brown? You know, like how are they going to end the year? Because uh, at the beginning of the year, you thought you'd want Brown. And then at the end of the year, you want a Debo, you know? So you can see a lot of that with these two receivers as well. Um, you can see a lot of, a lot of changes coming in these two teams. Uh, the next pick was Austin Jackson and a tackle for Miami. This was a great pick at 18. I thought uh, Miami was just basically saying, hey, we're shoring up this quarterback position. We're getting uh, our young team, you know, the right type of build uh, to shore them up for the future. Brian Flores, he's uh, building his culture. Yeah, and building the thing is – they got two of the best corners in the league last year. So this team is, I mean, they're on the up. Just like I said earlier, uh, uh, who was it I was talking about? Uh, the, the Bengals. Bengals and uh, Miami, to me, are both just in a trajectory going straight up. Uh, the stock eight and eight are better. Yeah, I mean, it's looking good, especially with how the Patriots have changed. That league or that division with the uh, the Dolphins is – is anybody's game except for the Bills. The Bills take it easily next year. Uh, 19th pick, we have Damon Arnett. It's a cornerback for the Raiders, another need position. 20, we have, uh, let's see, Kalevon? Kalevon Kaysan. Yeah, Kalevon Kaysan. There we go. <laughs> He's a, a OLB from LSU. He goes to Jaguars. Uh, there you go. There's the need fill for Keekley. So uh, that's good. Then you got 21. Uh, the the Eagles get Jalen Rager, uh, wide receiver. I mean, it makes sense. Their receivers are getting old, but they had a couple young guys they took last year, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, the issue that they had is everybody got hurt here, including mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson and uh, whatnot, and none of their guys really playing Hassan Whiteside or whatever his name is. Yeah, Wyo. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, uh, but. They had to have somebody, and I feel like that's why Dallas took Sam at 17. We really want him to go your division opponent in the Eagles and give Carson C.D. Lamb? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You do not want to see that twice a year. Twice. Right. So, you know, Dallas did what they did, and why Philadelphia ended up CU wide out. Yeah. You know? And I, and I think that C. Lamb is the top of the tier. He's the last one that was available. The the Cowboys knew they had to take him, or else there was no top tier receiver still available. Uh, I think Rager and Jefferson are in that beginning of the second tier, and everybody knows it. Uh, and speaking of, you go to the next pick, the twenty twist pick, and that is Justin Jefferson uh, to the Vikings. They traded up, and I feel like they saw the the fact that the top of the t- second tier was about to be over as well. <laughs> I feel like with Justin, it's one of those things where they feel the need, but because the need is so great and he's a super talented wide receiver for shoe, that the combination of the two parts will put him in that conference with Jerry Judy and CD and Ruggs. You know, as far as fantasy owners, these are your probably top four wide receivers that you should be eyeballing because he's filling the Stephon Diggs role. 
and Adam Thielen's no spring chicken anymore. Like this is a super productive position for him to be in, and he's a super talented guy. So as long as he just keeps keeps up the hard work and whatnot, that's going to be a fruitful thing for everybody involved, fantasy owners included. Oh, yeah, no, I agree completely with that analysis. Uh, when I was saying earlier is only about the talent of these players, uh, the second tier of talent that they have and produce in college. So uh, he is a top-tier fantasy prospect right now if you're in a dynasty league or a draft league because this guy uh, is probably going to have a better opportunity than C.D. Lamb or some of these other people now. Uh, C.D. Lamb, not saying at the end of the year, couldn't beat him, but just saying, his opportunity as basically the number two guy, the number two guy, uh, is a very big opportunity to have with Justin Jeffrey there. And that's a big role in that offense. Exactly, exactly. You got to think Diggs coming out of that. They probably won't go to it as much. You might see Thielen get a little more more work, uh, which is great for his owners, but he's only got one or two years left. Um, He's not that great, but he's a great red zone guy, so – Big things could be coming for Justin Jefferson. It just depends if he takes that leap. If he doesn't, it'll crash and burn quick, and you'll know it. But that's probably not going to happen. He's a great talent. So uh, let's get through the end of this. Uh, not very few or very few more people to go through that are impactful. Twenty-three. We got Kenneth Murray for the chart. Um, inside linebacker, another need. Uh, you get twenty-four. The Saints, Michigan, thinner. That was huge. Caesar Ruiz. Or Ruiz? Ruiz? Yeah. Uh, Ruiz. <laughs> Replacing the hole that Mac Max uh, Younger left, yeah. uh, who they got from Seattle when they traded Jimmy Graham. Again, filling a need. Everybody did great this first round, and yeah. it was a great to watch. Oh, yeah. And then the 25th pick, my, my guys, they trade up to get another pick. They're twice in the first round. 49ers take Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Arizona State wide receiver. They love this guy. They said this was their number one receiver over everybody. I hated hearing that because I would have taken rugs. But this guy is a burner. They love this guy. Um, going He's to the next pick. Great with Debo. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. Exactly. Debo is your possession. This guy is your breakaway Tyree Kill type. So, And you still got Kittle. Exactly. Exactly. To cut that middle off in case nothing's there. It, it gets you Garoppolo stock ready. It's looking good. It's looking good. So this was the most controversial pick of the first round. The 26th pick, the Green Bay Packers take a quarterback in Jordan Love. What do you think? Let's take a little time with this one so we can just <laughs> cover it all. Uh a lot of people compare it to the Aaron Rodgers being selected by Brett Favre. And here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers fell to at five. Yeah, they traded you know, when up he here. was drafted. They traded up. They traded it up. They traded mm-hmm. up. And so Aaron Rodgers is probably sitting at home in this, and he's seeing Tom Brady get an offensive tackle. Yeah. Seeing Derek Carr get up around him. Yep. He's seeing, you know, all these young quarterback Breeze getting a center and all these people getting their needs. And then Aaron Rodgers is looking at it, and his team doesn't get him anything to help him. His team nothing. solely gets nothing franchise thing, and that is we might have our quarterback for the future. This <laughs> yeah. is the ultimate. We're not going to win now. The Packers, this is seriously what Aaron Rodgers has had to deal with in Green Bay. I think he's not a little bit bitter to the franchise and whatnot. And when it comes down to it, who more – Farver Rodgers. Easily, it's far. He embraced it a little bit better. Also, when Favre was in Green Bay, they, spent, they brought him right. 
Yeah. You know, they got him they got him help on both sides of the ball. That's something that Green hasn't been doing with Rodgers and I and I seriously feel like for this year, this is the Aaron Rodgers FU year where he lighted up. Yeah. And then someone like a Denver Bronx or whoever, maybe Holtz, somebody that doesn't have a quarterback pan out that feels they can out and give Rodgers what he just what Tom when he went New England Tampa. When you do that, I mean, I, I don't see Rodgers in Green Bay much this year as this pick right here. Basically a slap in the face. Yeah, th- this pick is definitely a slap in the face for Rodgers. It's very disrespectful. Uh, and it's just – I understand you getting the person you want. And Rodgers even said in a radio interview a month ago, he's like – or a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure when it was. Look it up. But um, he, he's essentially saying, look, they're going to take a quarterback. I know they're going to take a quarterback. I don't care who it is. I'll out, I'll outplay them and I'll win the position. It doesn't matter. If they want to bring in their guy, um, no one's going to beat me, whoever they bring in. And I agree with that. That is true. But what this does say, I think, to everyone is that there was contention with uh, Rodgers and the head coach. Uh, what's his name? Do you know? Um, LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. So there was, there was contention between Matt LaFleur and Rodgers. Um, LaFleur um, basically wants to do – he wants to be the man. He wants to run the show. So he – and Rodgers butt heads. He wants to tell him how the offense is going to be. Rodgers is like, look, if it ain't working, I'm going to do what I want because I know it works. And there's a lot of headbutting going on there. I feel like you're right. Oh, Rod- Rodgers is definitely saying, this is my FU season. It's my last season in Green Bay. There's no way I'm staying here after this. Uh, you get one year to get your guy ready, and I get to have a farewell tour uh, from being in Green Bay and let everybody know this is it. So – you're right. I think I think the Colts are very interesting. I think it comes down to them and the the, the Broncos. Broncos. It comes down to the twice devil. Well, so, here's an, another thought. Okay, what if he stays twice years in Green Bay and no. Brady retires in Tampa Bay in two years? I mean, it's it, that's also possible. Does Bruce does Bruce Aarons get him, or what if Ben Roethlisberger hangs it up after this year? Pittsburgh well, becomes an attractive. That you, you could have the you could have Drew Brees hang it up. It, it, I mean, Rodgers could hang it up. We don't know. So a lot of question marks there. But I do think Rodgers has some more in the tank. He's kind of offended by this. This gives him a little more juice uh, to want to win. So I like it. I like it for Rodgers. I think it's great. But uh, moving on to the last final picks, we have Jordan Brooks uh, for the twenty seventh pick for the uh, Seahawks. He goes OLB Seahawks uh, twenty eight. We got Patrick Queen uh, inside linebacker for the Ravens. That's great. And then uh, 29, Isaiah Wilson, Georgia. Uh, This is the Titans' offensive tackle. So, huge pick for them. They needed that big time. Uh, They just lost Conklin. Exactly. So, then moving up in the 30th pick, the uh, Miami Dolphins, man. They get in. They get them another corner. This is their nickel corner, uh, who is a great corner for Auburn uh, in Noah Igbeon-Nahini. So that guy, uh, then you got 31st, Jeff Gladney, uh, cornerback uh, from TCU. Another good guy. Go, yeah, great guy. Uh, he's going to the Vikings. And then the last pick, a pick that is probably going to be a top one or two pick in dynasties and in a standard, it's probably going to be, I don't know, if, if things work out the way that we think they will, a second or third round pick in general. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire running back which they need for kansas city uh what's extremely funny for everybody you know watching and listening um there were what two picks that we actually called each other and talked while the 
pick came. One was the Packers pick, yeah. and we went down. And then the other was the Kansas City pick because yeah. leading up to this, we basically were like, if Melvin Gordon was on the market, you know, if Johnson was on the market and, and Todd Gurley was on the market, why didn't Kansas City go as because they don't have oh they don't have a run and we're like well they're probably going to draft one pick of the first round we're on the phone they got the pick of the running backs and this is the guy they got and I feel like they have the hybrid of like the Sean McCoy the Brian Westbrook and Aaron Sproul all rolled into one this guy could literally put up LT numbers. Right, you know the good LT numbers inside this system with his skill set and uh, his physical abilities. This is a great pick, uh, like you said in your dynasty leagues. This is you know either a Joe Burrow or Clyde Edward Hilaire or Henry Ruggs. These are your first three picks, and mm-hmm. they're gonna the way you want it based on what your team needs are. These are the first three picks because yeah. it's probably the safest thing out there. You know. Oh yeah, easily. And, uh, Easily. This this pick uh, is the last pick, and it's almost as valuable in a dynasty as the very first pick of this round. <laughs> so it is crazy. Uh, and all of that is dependent upon if he gets the number one work share load of everything. Uh, now, uh, Andy Reid was shown his highlights and his tapes and everything, or, or you know, maybe even seen him. And they said, you know, this guy's like Brian Westbrook. And Andy Reid said, this guy's better than Brian Westbrook. He loves this guy. Like you said, they had their pick of the litter. This guy was expected to go after the top two. And he went yeah, before he, them because they love this guy. So the hype coming in is you want him. You want him. You want him. And you do want him for this system. Look at what Hunt did. Uh, look at what these people that are not good doing in this system. Uh, not that Hunt isn't good, but everybody else. Now, if you get this rookie and he actually takes the number one spot, my goodness, dude, this guy, like I said, a second round pick as a rookie, if like is the one. Go back and think uh, drafts. Uh, last year, took uh, Thompson, and I believe it was like the sixth round. I was going to say that, good, though. I was going to warn about him. Because yeah. is this another overhyping of the position and them taking someone? Because I mean, Thompson well, was taken late. Yeah, they took him in the sixth. So there's uh, a difference in talent before that. A couple years before that, Kareem Hunt, I think he went third. I believe it was the third round, maybe I think the so, fourth. Yeah. I think so. But uh, you read to take a running back in the first round, actually in a league where backs typically do not go. Yep. You know, your Barclays and your Elliots and your Fredette are different, your Todd Gurley's, your Melvin Gordon's. So that puts him in this enchilant with like a Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And you don't take somebody in the first round to be part of a committee. You hope not. You hope not. Uh, it's just you know, very scary for Kansas City the last couple of years to own anybody. So you hope uh, – I think in a, in a dynasty you have to take the risk because this dude is that huge of a key piece in this offense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll leave the draft at that. Uh, Let's move on to the next uh, topic that we have with Gronk coming back to the NFL. Uh, It seemed to happen in a whirlwind out of nowhere within literally one hour time span. Uh, You you hear the news that he's thinking about coming back. You hear the news that Brady has uh, reached out to him. You hear the news that he has reached out to the Patriots to get released or, or traded. Then you hear the Patriots trade him, and then you hear he clears his physical. 
all of this within like one to two hour time span. And so news was flying. Everybody's like, is this real? And by the time everybody was wondering, it was legitimately all done. What do you Absolutely think? Nobody. <laughs> um, Crazy. You know, I feel bad for OJ Howard in this situation, especially Howard fantasy. Years. I think the hell of it is, is they have a blocker in Gronk. They have Gurn Bright. They have pass catchers that are among the elite in the NFL with Godwin and Evan. So, you know, Ronald Jones is a decent pass catcher too, as well as they brought in the Florida running back. Yeah. I think Tom Brady has exactly what he needs to succeed. It's not yeah. like inside this offense they need an Antonio Brown. Did they need – you know, another wide receiver. No, they didn't need an O.J. Howard to catch the ball. They needed a Gronkowski to block, yep. you know. His yep. blocking, pass blocking is great. Same thing with Cameron. And they can still catch off. The, it's not like they're not going to get there. But, I mean, I look for it to pedestrian thing. Yeah, I mean, Gronk is going to have a, I would say, between five and ten uh, overall tight end numbers. He's going to be in the five to ten ballpark um, it, it's not going to be a great Gronk because he's not needed to be a great Gronk. He is a more so of a blocker and a Bell Brady out when he needs him in the short yardage because Brady hasn't had these type of weapons. Brady went from a team with no weapons and you had to throw it to Gronk to a team with tons of weapons. So this is really going to spread the field out. Gronk is going to be open from time to time. He's going to have efficient targets. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have a lot more one-on-one -on -one targets versus a lot more double teams. So I really like it for Gronk. I think Gronk is a two-year player at this point. Uh, he's going to stay with Brady for at least twice years. Um, that's about it for me. I mean, I love him. I love him. But I think he's going to get between five and ten on the overall, which is if he's healthy, that's where he pretty much is going to line up. All I right. see him just in the top five for me. You see him just out of it? Yeah. Yeah, five's probably a mix like a Darren Waller, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. Um, and then the last two five could be a toss up of like uh your Noah Fance, your Will Disley's if he's healthy, Mark Andrews. I mean, I think from what fantasy football was five, six years ago, where there was a huge gap tight ends one and two, and then everything else that one and two production is now like a top five, top six, a lot harder I have to get into the top tight ends now than it used to be. Yeah. I mean, Will Disley won't be there. Yards. He's uh he's hurt. He won't even be starting the season. You'll have a uh, Greg Olson starting. So, I mean, I can see him uh, the, the way Gronk can get in the top five of tight ends is if he gets the red zone play. And um, that's very possible to get the two yard play. Gronk is amazing. He can out jump like, I've seen this dude up close and personal actually catch a ball. This dude can out-jump, out-maneuver, out-body any linebacker probably on in the NFL. So um, he can definitely – he's lost a step, but he's going to get his points 100%. All right, moving on to the next uh, topic we have. Quarterbacks not on a team at this moment. Right now, free agents, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, those are the two big names – Einhorn, where do you have these two people going? Whichever team has the back injury in preseason. You think it's going to come down to an injury? You don't like there's not a team you see just Absolutely. reaching out for these guys right now. 
Absolutely not. They're not going to reach out to pay them the money that they're going to ask unless they absolutely need it. You know, like I feel like L.A. with Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. That could have been a landing spot for one of them. I think it's gone. I don't think Denver, unless something happens to Drew Locke, comes out and just something awful uh, in preseason, see Cam Newton sneak up into there. But it's not a good time to be a quarterback looking for the NFL. I don't know. I think after the draft was really what some of these GMs were waiting for. I think what's going to happen uh, in the upcoming weeks that you'll see is quarterbacks being brought in for workouts, um, probably wait a week or two before they'll even hear anything back from people because they're trying to get their ducks in a row and figure out where do they fit? What can they offer? How much money will they have available? So all of these business decisions are coming down right now. I really feel like you're going to see these guys come in and, 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 and fight for a couple places. Um, I mean, a couple places, you said Denver, that's a great place for them to come in, but we think that they're golden. Uh, I would think it's more so going to be, I could see the Bears bringing in a third quarterback, like a Cam Newton to go up against Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Um, somebody uh, like that, or, or I mean, even as a backup, uh, I could see Jamison being a backup, but I don't see Cam Newton want to be a backup at all. So, uh it depends if Tua – if you bring Tua in and you see that he's not there, then I can see you bringing in uh, – Miami bringing in these guys. And like wouldn't it be – real quick, wouldn't it be great to see uh, Jameis Winston go to Florida and then watch the Tampa Bay somersault of quarterbacks happen again? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think my aims to look out for for these guys would be both backup roles, but Kansas City, someone to back up Mahomes because they're obviously in a Super Bowl window. If anything happens to Mahomes, they need, you know, a Cam Newton caliber to keep the keep the train on the tracks. And then Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew. I think Jameis Winston or Cam Newton could probably take that role and challenge for a starting spot. But I think they're committed to the stash, you know? Yeah, but the stash is like a sixth or seventh round draft pick. I don't think he's Brady at this moment. He could learn into being a Brady like Brady did. Um, but I just don't think he's the man that they think is going to be the long term. He came in hot. He had like one of those um, – who's that NBA uh, uh, Asian guy that came in? Had like, uh, Vin Sandy. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. 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 So it's like Lynn Sandy, but um, the mustache, man. It's, it's crazy. It was great. Uh, Minshew mania. But I was deaf. <laughs> I just don't know if he's the future. I don't know if they think he's the future. I agree with you. Those are more than likely the best teams to give them a shot to be their oh, starting yeah. quarterback. Oh, yeah. And I can see the Kansas City, man. That sounds great. Uh, I can even see um, going to the Ravens uh, with, with either one of those guys. Like you said, in case he gets hurt, keep the wheels are rolling. So uh, those are some great options. Um, I do like that. We'll see what happens. Uh, and once it does, we'll obviously report it. Uh, let's look and see about our last topic we have for the night, fantasy team questions. So this is going to be trade scenarios. Uh, any questions you have about trades, fantasy, put it on our Twitter, Foggy Matt uh, or Pickle Rick 182. Uh, go to the Twitter, ask us any questions there. We'll put them on the podcast at the end. Um, so for this one, uh, we've got the the information through um, Einhorn over there. He has the trades we're going to talk about. Now, the trades we're going to talk about today are the ones that are actually in our podcast or uh, our uh, league that Matt 
runs. Uh, Einhorn has this league. It is a great league, and uh, it is on an app called Sleeper. I would personally suggest you check out Sleeper versus ESPN. If you've played on ESPN, you know the troubles with it. You know how it works and doesn't work. Sleeper is very exhaustive uh, as far as the detailing and what they use. I would highly recommend you go in there, do a couple mocks. The main thing that you're not going to get to see that you will love is the off-season and during-the-season view, transaction, and everything. So with that, uh, I'll go ahead and give it over to Einhorn. Let us know some of the trades we've seen, and then we'll break them down and, and let you know where we see these lining up. Uh, we'll talk about our most recent trade, which actually happened today in the offseason, and it is uh, Pickle Rick. You received Todd Gurley at the price of Label and Rob Gronkowski. Yes, and uh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but there was a trade previously that happened where I actually got Gronkowski and David Johnson when they were nothing. Uh, they were throw-ins, right? They were just dark throws at the time, and yeah, I was they, like, Go ahead. You got Dayton before the trade to Houston. So Kenyon Drake was the guy and David Johnson backup. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which and is Gronk was retired. <laughs> great move. Yeah. And Gronk was retired and it actually both matured extremely well for you. Very well. And, um, the, and the thing is, is like the reason I wanted to get Gronk in the trade I did, uh, I thought there was some opportunity for David Johnson, of course. Right. But I didn't expect a, a, it to be the number one for Hopkins, I mean, that's ridiculous. You're going to play. You're going to get the ball if they give up Hopkins. So, anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, the other part of it was Gronkowski. I wanted him because I had heard him in a bunch of interviews, radio interviews, uh, publicity, marketing things, saying, I'm not coming back to the NFL until marijuana is legalized. And essentially, the CBA came out with something where it's not full-on legalized, but you have to be below a certain thing when you test. And it's pretty pretty passable, I would say, for anybody uh, in the NFL that is going to just you know do normal usage. So um, I, I saw this as a sign, Gronk is going to want to come back. I think he bought into a CBD oil uh, company or something like that. So that's why he was doing it. It could be marketing. It could have been for real. Regardless, it got me into the mindset of this guy's got the opportunity to come back. He might do it. I took the chance and it worked. <laughs> uh, another off for you was, what was it? Almost two weeks ago, you traded Devonte Adams for Tyree Kill. And I think this is a great move because Tyree Kill is going to have Patrick Mahomes for the foreseeable future. Devontae Adams stuck with Jordan Love in a year or two. Oh, man. So, kudos. Thank you. Kudos. I, I got lucky on a couple of these things. And, and this is all in hindsight. It could change still. But um, Tyree Kill could never be the same. He could. I, I love him. I think he's great. He, the thing that scares me is he's boomer bust. But his busts are like 10 to 12 points. I mean, that's not bad. So his booms are like 30, 25 points. So I like I like the guy. It's a no-brainer. But, you would uh, much rather have Tyreek. I don't know. I mean, it, Devontae is still a great piece. You can always trade him at this point regardless. So they're both great, especially for this year. Uh, questionable trade. Uh, one owner received Zach Ertz, and all it cost him was Josh Gordon – Andrew Brown and Eric Ebron, who is later. Yeah, the, the fact other two guys. The fact that you say Eric Ebron was dropped is what actually does it for me. Before that, I kind of see it. Like you're getting, you're giving away those uh, wild cards, like I took right, uh, the Antonio Brown, the Josh Gordon, with the weed being, you know, uh, legalized in a way 
in the CBA or at least changed, will he get another chance? I think this guy's on a 15 strikeout policy. Uh, I, don't think yeah, Gordon, right? I don't think Gordon gets to come back ever again. I think he's just done. They're like, look, it wasn't even about you, you know, doing that again. It's about you breaking rules nonstop. So I think uh, he's done. And I think that Brown maybe one year, but he's probably done. And uh, you're getting Ebron who looks good, but when you drop him, like that's what the whole trade was hinging on for me. So <laughs> why did you give yeah. up Zach Ertz? Like, yeah, that for makes Ebron no sense. that he dropped. Anyway, uh, another trade that involves you, and it's a one of those big ones because I feel like the last ones were kind of pedestrian a little bit, you know, whatever. Dude, I don't you know received Sa- go ahead, go ahead. Saquon Barkley and Dave Metcalf. That's who you got. And what did it do? Big price. Mike Evans, Duke Johnson, David Johnson, Joe Mixon. And – I think the meat of it is Joe Mixon and Mike Evans. Rather, we have Joe Mixon, Mike Evans, or DK Saquon. I feel like that's fair. The overpay comes in with Houston's uh, handcuff, David Johnson and Duke Johnson, yeah. which could be something, could be nothing. Well, the thing is, is in this parties league, compensate. in this league, it is a PPR. So David Johnson, the way it looks, is going to be a great – dump off option um even though we know he's lost a step he is still going to be the man so uh, yeah the overpay is david johnson or just duke johnson having that slot you know just lined up you have both people so i agree i think uh there's a massive overpay there um on my part but to get saquon that's what you got to do you got to do something at this point that's over the top to get him i mean Uh, I I think it's a good move though. Uh, I my, I don't know if I'll ever trade him. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be uh, at least a couple of years. But if the right thing comes up, man, I trade him tomorrow. Uh, I'm down to make trades. It just depends on how good they are. Um, but yeah, yeah. Let's let's do something that's not me for a couple because um, I don't know. Well, I, 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 we'll do one more uh, that's not me for sure, and then let's talk about a couple people that you might be wanting to trade. Um. Well, looking for the one big trade for our last one to discuss real quick. And, do, the, uh, do yours in the uh, Lamar. That's the one I'm looking for. I've got to pull up because I don't have the photos. If you go to, if you go to uh, James's team and go to transactions, it'll show you and him. Here it is. I got it. All right. All right. It's the big, big boy trade that uh, I pulled off where uh, I received Keenan Allen, Alvin Kamara, and Aaron Rodgers, as well as the first overall pick this year. Uh, and the third overall pick here, and a first and second first year. That cost me uh, the ninth overall pick, Lindette and Lamar Jackson. So Leonard Fournette, stuff. Leonard Fournette, Lamar Jackson, which is really the big piece. Leonard Fournette, Lamar Jackson, and your first round ninth uh, pick. Yeah. Right? Basically, yeah. And I got Aaron two Rogers, first rounders this year. Aaron Rodgers, first, first round place, Lamar Jackson. Uh, then you get um, Kam- Kamara, Kamara to replace uh, Fournette. Fournette. 
and you get two first rounders and Keenan Allen and Keenan Allen. And that, that is a monster uh, of a trade. I mean, it's hard to like a lot of leagues, they don't even make big trades. Uh, but man, we have had some, some busters. This last it's a great year. league. It's it a great league, great owners. And uh, a lot of it comes down to the fact the sleeper app truly is like you said, at the start of the segment, it's the far app. If you're a football player, you should switch to sleeper app. It, the only complaint that you or I have had on the sleeper app is we wish it did more sports. Yeah. It only does football. Well, it and, does football. Uh, it does. Uh, it, it was going to do the college basketball, I, I believe, this year. Oh, yeah. They had a uh, March Madness a NCAA yeah. tournament set up they, for it. But uh, the virus has stopped that. Then they were also going they're, – they're starting now the E – uh, esports like the the you know the gaming um so that's kind of interesting i know they're branching out hopefully they will get uh within the next year or two into other sports because i would love to try basketball on it oh yeah but but uh commissioner of the league uh it gives me a, a lot of control where i can uh, have a lot of fun rules uh yeah. for league that make the dynasty a lot more unique than just run of the mill oh yeah let's play some fantasy football with guys at work or the folks in the family what uh this is such an interactive league literally made it a 365 day league you know it year round and we do have a trade deadline but you still things that you can do you know the waiver wire is still active you set your lineup and whatnot but once the fantasy playoffs end boom we open it right back. There's no lag, you know, right. as it should be. But these are things that we can probably discuss the next episode on options to set up your league. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, we're going to go over some 101 tutorials of, like, uh, if you're just getting started, what the best things to do, best way to set up some leagues, if you're uh, advanced versus not, what rules might be best for you. So we'll have some uh, podcasts in the future where we discuss our league, uh, what the, the rules are there. Um, and, and we might set up one, uh, a listener league on Sleeper that is Ooh. probably just a replica of what we currently have. We might change a rule or two here depending on if we get any votes, uh, some people, you know, write in, tell us what they want to do, but uh, we're going to probably have a listener league that's on sleeper and let everybody experience that them for themselves. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll finish this uh, episode here. We'll cover some more whenever some more news drops, uh, whenever some more questions come in, we'll get, you know, everything set up. Uh, we're on YouTube. You can get us there at Finkel and Einhorn uh, episodes will be uh, whenever news drops until the season gets close. Uh, it won't be more like a schedule uh, until we get close to the season. So we'll be on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that you can listen to us on podcasts. Uh, we're going to have a Facebook group. Check us out there, Finkel and Einhorn. Uh, and then also on Twitch, uh, we like to stream when we play video games. We play a lot of Madden, play a lot of Monopoly, other things. Um, that's at I'm Pickle Rick 182. It's just I am Pickle Rick 182. Um, get us there, ask us questions. We're always available to answer in the chat. Uh, so, Get us there anytime that you have a question, and we'll see you next time on Finkel and Einhorn. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Give us a like and subscribe, and also review us on iTunes, Apple, Stitcher, anywhere that you're at listening to this podcast. Please check us out on Twitter at Finkel Podcasts. Matt is at Foggy Matt, and I am at Pickle Rick 182. You can get us on Twitch at I'm Pickle Rick 182. We would love to answer questions. Anything you have, please let us know. The laces are out.